Good evening, everybody. We are the Talking Hats coming at you again on this Friday evening, uh, the weekend before Easter here. We are heading into Easter Sunday. We've got a long list of sports topics to get into here. Um, I want to start things off before we get the show going. First of all, let me tell you who we are. <laughs> Talking Hats, I'm Dale Detsarish. Um, want to start things off here with a shout out, a big shout out to Dick Vitale who um, today rang the bell signifying that he beat cancer. That's huge news. When I when I heard the announcement initially, I was definitely worried about him, but I'm glad everybody's thoughts and prayers um, ended up working out for him. And uh, it was good to see him in high spirits. He looked great. So um, I don't know if he's going to get back on the broadcast, but I hope so. And that'd be fantastic if he's able to. So yeah, definitely a big shout out to him and congrats for, for he, he beat it. Good job, man. Um, he's a fighter. So, I, you know, I expected that. But uh, like I said, we've got a lot to get into here. We got to kick things off with the uh, with the NFL, um, and that, that's always going to be whether it's off season or, or during the season or whatever. That's that's topic A. I mean, it's 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 America's pastime. So I'm going to kick things over to you to get us started. Uh, the news, the, I think, the biggest news this week is uh, what's going on with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Yeah, this kind of flabbergasted me a little bit because I was like, he's on a very good team. There's nothing wrong with the Cardinals. I mean, except for his contract. I mean, that, that that team is set. And if he's arguing about certain, I don't know, man. It's just like, to me, it's like sometimes you just need to hush a little bit and then just play your game or improve your game, you know, because they lost the game, not because, I mean, I was like, I'm not a big fan of their coach, so we can start there. <laughs> I mean, I think he's predictable. And that's one of the reasons why, they didn't make it as far as they, they should have, but <clears throat> why? So if he gets his way, if Kyler Murray gets his way, where does he want to go? Like which team is going to sign him? I mean, teams are out there, but if he's going to pull this shenanigans again in the next three years, like, like what's the, like, what's the team to say, you know what, maybe we may have to relook at it. And I understand he's frustrated because he probably hasn't, has a vision for how the team's success needs to be. And it's not going towards that vision. And that's probably why he's like, probably threatening, the, like kind of holding the Cardinals hostage said, I don't want to sign the extension. I don't want to do this. Like almost like what Aaron Rodgers did with the Green Bay Packers to have that kind of like, you know, that kind of power, I would say. But I don't think Kyler has earned that yet. Maybe, I don't know. But to do this now, which is kind of surprising, uh, to me it is. I, I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are about it. But for me, I was kind I of taken back by it. Oh, please, by all means, let's hear them. <laughs> so um, if you've been listening to our show, you probably have figured out that I'm not Kyler Murray's biggest fan. I don't really, I don't really dig him as a quarterback, for one. Don't like him as a person, for two. Never met him. I don't really know him, you know, personally. I'm just going by what I've seen in interviews, going back to his college days even. Um, he just kind of comes across as kind of smarmy, like a, a kind of a cocky jerk. Um, I don't I don't dig his game, don't like his personality. From the Cardinals, I don't blame them for not extending a contract to him. Um, I I don't I don't like him. Um, period. Player quarterback however you want to name it I don't like him ask me if, if I like anything about him no I don't don't like the fact that he's short um I don't like the fact that he has crumbled in big games uh, I don't I I'm out on him if I'm them I'm out on him there is no chance same with these quarterbacks are getting now there is no chance I give him this big contract extension if he wants to you know posture now and try to get himself in the trade market I'm cool with that 
uh, they can go ahead and, and let him give him the rope, you know, put, let her, give him the leash to go out there and make himself look bad in the media. So when it comes that time where they have to let him go, they won't get the backlash from the fan base. He's not what he thinks he is. He's not a QB one. He's not an elite QB in this league. Uh, when I say QB one, I don't mean like, a, of course he's a starting QB, but when I say, when I say QB one elite, I'm talking like top five where Russell Wilson is, where Tom Brady still is, where people think Matt Stafford is, but he's not. Um, people want to put Aaron Rodgers there too. I don't. Um, but he's he's not on that level. He's not that guy. He showed what he really is in the playoffs this season. He's not a guy who's going to get you over the top. So if he's not a guy that's going to get you over the top, I'm not giving you $200 million. I'm not giving you $50 million a season. I will let you walk. You can get that on the open market. Um, and, and knowing that that's my position on that, I got a question for you. So I think they should let him go. If they let him go, do you think Baker Mayfield is the guy they should pursue on the open Ooh, on the market? That not, not as a straight up trade because the Browns, of course, have their guy. But right. just let him go and then try to get Baker Mayfield. And, and it almost like sign Baker to like, like an extension to his contract or trying to sign him to a new contract. Well, he's under contract, um, so they'd have to trade for him. But mm. as far as an extension, if I'm any team where he ends up, I'm not giving him any extension. He's on a one year prove it deal. So the issue with that is Clingsbury and Baker will bump heads the way because Baker is not that kind of guy to follow a certain type of playbook. It's almost like he's like an avant-garde painting where he just does his own thing with like, okay, the play is called go to the left. He's like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go right, then go left. So that may be an issue, but I do agree. Now, I do agree with your statement by saying that they should let him go, but I want something back in return. If if that's a possibility to trade him, to trade Kyler Murray, if there's no trade clause in his contract, get something back for him. That I don't know. But, of course, if they traded him, they would get a haul back for him. Exactly. The other teams, for some reason, hmm. view him as an elite quarterback. Uh, I'm thinking the Cardinals must not because they haven't offered that extension to him. Mm. But I think I think other teams are – I think they buy into his nonsense. Like I said, I don't. Um, another reason I feel like he's posturing too is because uh, he has – he still has that baseball option in his back pocket. And I think knowing that he could – he – I don't – do you remember? He, he's an elite baseball talent. That he is. He, is. he, he would have been – he would have been a top pick, and he, I think he might have been anyway a top pick mm. for in, in yeah. the MLB. And scouts viewed him mm. as like a once in a generation type of player. So, what was his position? Do you remember? I, I remember say second base. He was it was infield. Yeah, I remember he he was highly recruited even out of high school to play baseball too before he before he went into college. But I then. I don't know if the, I think if you go into that baseball route, you think that he's going to quit at the league and go into the MLB? No, I don't think he will, but I think that he wants that to be on everybody's mind. He wants that to be mm. on the Cardinals' mind, so they give in and give him a big deal. Um, if, if, if push came to shove and mm -hmm. nobody bought, nobody bit at what he's trying to put out there as far as wanting that big contract, then I, I think that that is a real option for him to go ahead and do that because baseball money is fully guaranteed. So, he might not get a big deal right off the bat going in, but he, I think he's good enough on the, on the diamond that he would get to that level where he got a top wow. tier base. He, he really, he is that level of a baseball talent. I won't say so then, that about him as a quarterback, but as far as huh. baseball, he's that level of a talent. So then why did he choose the NFL then? That makes no sense. Because if you're really good at, 
because scouts believe he's that level of a talent as a quarterback too. And like mm-hmm. I said, other teams believe he's a QB one elite type of talent. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, for me, his numbers, mm-hmm. I guess, show that. And even the team's record this past season showed that. But I, I just don't buy it. I, I'm out there on an island by myself on that. And I'm willing mm-hmm. to be out there by myself on that. And I think the Cardinals might be out, be out there with me. But I, I'm, I'm okay with saying that I don't see he's that mm-hmm. guy. Now, 31, 31 other teams disagree with me, though. Huh. Nobody else would take him. So you, so let's say in this, let's, and, I, and I believe he put a lot of sour grapes in the front office too by him not um, signing the extension or threat of not signing the extension. One hasn't been offered. Now, oh, one has he, not been offered. He's okay. not up for one yet. He's still in the middle of his rookie contract. He's not up for an extension uh, yet. His agent has put it out there that he wants. They put an offer out there, an initial offer to the team that they want, um, mm-hmm. because he had some injuries this past season. Um, he has the level that he played at this past season where his numbers were, they feel justified in going to the table with what, what, it, what they want mm-hmm. now, despite the fact that he's still on his rookie deal. They want to strike while the iron is hot because they're, mm-hmm. they, have, they have a fear of injuries. They have a fear of his play dropping off. Maybe he, maybe the league has figured him out by, by mm-hmm. how they played in the playoffs. So like I said, they're trying to strike while the iron mm-hmm. is hot and the Cardinals are not biting. But you so, think the Cardinals might choose a quarterback in this league's draft? If, if this continues? If I'm them, I do. Do I think they will? No. Um, they still have, I believe they still have Colt McCoy, who played oh. well in Kyler's yeah, absence yeah. this season. So I don't think they have a sense of urgency to go that way. But mm-hmm. if I'm them, I do. Because of this nonsense, I want to send the message to him. You're not, you don't hold the cards here. You're under contract, buddy. You don't have to play. We've got people waiting in the wings. We've got Colt McCoy to mentor. So go do what you have to do. If you want to go to MLB, do what you got to do. We'll move on. The league moves on. You're just your commodity. That's what the NFL is not for long. If you if you don't, you know, if you're not like playing look, up to whatever it is, it, it they'd be like, all right, see you next next person. Look, Tom Brady got moved. Peyton Manning got moved. Nobody's right, yeah. untouchable. So you're definitely not. You're a newbie yeah. in this league. You're you're nobody yet. You haven't won anything. So you're not in a True. position to make all these demands. You haven't earned that yet. I don't care that you have one good season. You're not in a position to make these sorts of demands. How many years he's been with the is, is it three years now? It's, it's or is that, it it's three? Is, is he going into his third year or is he completed his third year from last year? He's going into his third year. Okay. Because which is I believe which is let's say let's, let's, let's look at it wrong there. about that you can't I, I feel like that's right <laughs> I, I think you're right too because let's look at it that way right let's say he's going into his third year what leverage as a player do you have your first year was poo-poo your second year was okay they're trying I to mean, get paid off one good season and that, right and that's, that's not gonna fly nah and and with with Clingsbury as the Cardinals coach you you're not going to spread your wings and uh, the only way I I and honestly I think this is also a scare tactic in the sense to make the Cardinals look at a different coach because see the thing is is I think Kyler his mm-hmm. numbers are 100% a product of that system I don't think he mm-hmm. works in anybody else's system wow okay Hmm. Kingsbury, that was his guy. That's why he got rid of uh, what's his name, who was there, uh, Rosen. That's why he got rid of Josh Rosen oh, after one season sense. because Kyler makes was his guy, his guy. He wanted Kyler to run that air raid offense. He, he felt Kyler was perfect for that. He's probably right. I don't mm-hmm. think Kyler works in any other system. Hmm. So I don't think he's trying to get the coach out. I, I, I would hope he knows that he only works in that scheme. If he, mm-hmm. if he tries to get rid of Kingsbury, that'd be a colossal mistake. 
That'd be huh. the end of his career in the NFL. You think? Wow. Because yeah. I thought because people were talking about how Clingsbury is so predictable. So then that kind of hampers. I don't disagree his, with uh, that. So it's almost like, you know, it's almost like it kind of like puts Kyler in a box, right? So that's easy to figure him out. So it's almost like maybe he's frustrated with Clingsbury to, to putting him in a box and not letting him like go mm-hmm. do maybe no, what I he don't, can. I don't think, I don't think so to that regard, but mm-hmm. I, I would agree that Kingsbury is predictable. The array mm-hmm. offense, you know, what's coming, you know, they're going to be slinging it. So right. maybe, maybe he will benefit from more of a, a, a scheme that's a little more balanced. They just gave James Conner a bunch of money. So maybe they right. might want to lean on him a little bit, a little bit more and make Kyler run less, but yeah, I don't know if sense. Kyler is effective if he's running less. I don't know. Uh, um, maybe the, maybe the he has a good, doing the right thing. Stay maybe, your ground I, on this. Mm-hmm. I believe so too because he, he hasn't really, as you said, he hasn't really proven himself. So no. what, if he, if he if he was a proven player, then he can say, "Hey, this is what I want." You can't just start demanding things. It's almost like what you said—a prima donna kind of act. It's almost yeah. like it, it just doesn't work. And as you said. You, I can't just I, I can't disagree with it because the Cardinals are going to be like okay we'll see how far you can take this because Colt yeah. McCoy is right there too so he's he's a lesser contract and we can just make him start if if anything goes yeah for me prove it means the regular season success which he had this year even right. the, a team tracker that's fine but also I want the playoff success and he is a mm. long way from that they looked freaking terrible so it was bad you're not in a position right now to make those demands you got to do what you did in the regular season for one more year and then win a playoff game and then you can then you go to the front office and you put you you say i want a blank check and you can get whatever you want at that point because you've earned it yes so he hasn't yet but did we answer the question as would you pursue baker mayfield if no i was gonna i I would pursue Baker Mayfield only as a tactic to put the fear in God in Kyler Murray to be like, if you're going to talk like this, Baker can come in and challenge you. And Baker, I think will win out. If that happens, right. I would say, I would say go for it. And to be like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> you just said something very interesting, which hmm. everybody knows. If you, if you've listened to our show, you also know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. Yes. Hate him. <laughs> you- <laughs> Big butt. And this is not what I was throwing out there, but hypothetically, if it came down to a scenario where Bacon Mayfield and Kyler Murray were ever on the same team, two Oklahoma guys, they probably like each other. But if they were ever on the same team, I agree wholeheartedly with what you said that Baker Mayfield will beat him out. I think think Baker Mayfield is an awful quarterback, but I think in a competition between the two, I think Baker will beat him out. And I think Baker would be better in Kingsbury's scheme, which he ran something similar in college. So I don't like either one of them. I wouldn't want either one of them. But guy for guy, toe to toe, I think Baker beats him out. So yeah, I, I, you know, I have a soft spot for Baker. So yes, I, 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 I don't like. T- <laughs> I think I think honestly that his career, mm-hmm. I don't. His career as a starter in the league is over. I'm putting a period on that. Oh. I'll stand by it. Really? Wow. I wouldn't that's... be surprised if he never t- threw another pass in a regular season game in the NFL ever again. He's ca- so this leads us into um, it, it's it's staying on him. Some mm-hmm. comments that he had this week on a podcast. I don't know. People, I think I heard that it was weeks ago that he was on this podcast and had mm-hmm. these comments about how he felt disrespected. And yes. um, he even said that uh, the guy who he has been, he's not showing, he hasn't let it show who he really is. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of 
playing a character or something like that. He's trying to trying to put it as how he has been as a leader and all that. It's not who he really is. So he he feels like in his next opportunity he'll really show who he really is. And like I don't understand that. Like you've had all these years, four or five years in the league. Like what has been holding you back from showing who you really are? Nobody wanted you to play any kind of act. They wanted you to win games, and you haven't done it. Like you're playing on the field. And talking about, like, you want to show up at a fan's cubicle and, and boo him and watch him crumble. Like, a fan who's working in an office is not signing up to work at a cubicle in front of an audience. As a football player, you know what you're getting into. From youth sports, you're playing in front of a, a small crowd. High school, you're playing in front of a bigger crowd. College, you're playing in front of a huge crowd in Oklahoma. And then the end, I thought you, you know what you're getting into. So don't, you're, you, don't try to play delicate now because you suck and you're getting booed. You stink. If you want to get cheered, play better. That's on you. So, thoughts? I mean. <laughs> so, a person's personality cannot change. You, you are who you are. And if you're saying that I'm putting on an act, what are you, Johnny Menzel? <laughs> to come into and be like, this is not the real me. But eventually, people sniff you out. And, to, and, and you have like four to five years to prove yourself. Yeah, what are you, you talking changed. about, bro? Like, yeah, it's like, uh, it doesn't make, it's like saying if Dale and I, we went to something and we were saying, oh, we've been putting on an act for all these years. This is not our true personality. I've been thinking about 47 shows or however many we've done. But today yeah. I want to be, I want to be me. Yeah. <laughs> no, bro. You know what? Take that noise and, and put it in a box. Like you, you need to understand a lot of things. And I think, I, Okay, sorry about Breaking that. Little, no, it was Newcastle and United, <laughs> Manchester United. Sorry. Um, it's just what's frustrating is you cannot start talking like this when you have a little bit of competition come your way. Or you show, can, but expect the backlash is coming. You can oh, say oh, nonsense, oh. but backlash is coming. <laughs> so be ready for oh. that too. Be ready for the booze and <laughs> you getting some backlash over your nonsense comments. And what's so frustrating is how can you talk to of the fans? We pay the salaries to for your to get these millions of dollars. We take our hard-earned money to go see the Browns play. Like as a fan, if a player told me that, I would stop liking that player. I mean, the, the city of Cleveland should poo-poo him and burn his jersey. I mean, they've they've gone through so much turmoil and and poo-pooing over the years that to have the, they they took Baker in and to, and to have Baker say that about their they early, really did they really did yeah it, 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 it's it's bad and it looks bad upon Baker now because any city he goes to they're gonna play that clip I guarantee you they're gonna play that clip and they're gonna ask him what do you really mean by this yeah he definitely because, didn't do himself any favors no at least I can say about Carson Wentz. He knows exactly who he is. He doesn't waver for nobody. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't, I don't, are you saying that in a complimentary manner? Uh, because. <laughs> well, in a way I am, because you know what you're getting. He says who he is and he doesn't say, he doesn't put up a front. This is who he is. This is what he believes in. You like it or you don't. And, and, and some people, it may rub people the wrong way and it has. So he, even in his press conference, he's like, I played like doo-doo and I need to prove myself that I don't, I, I've evolved into the, into a better player. That's something that you can work with instead of somebody saying, oh, I'm going to go and, and like boo a fan. I'm like, who are you to boo us? See, we can, 
we can go down a whole rabbit hole with Carson Wentz too, but I, I don't know if you want to take it there. I don't, all I want to say about him is he might say he plays like doo-doo, but the only reason he plays like doo-doo is because he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to his coaches. That's the only reason. And whether or not he can change that, like you said, he, he's, you know who he is. Um, I know who he is. He's the guy who never listens to his coaches, didn't in Philly, didn't in Indy. Can he change that? He hasn't shown it, so I don't expect it. Yeah. Maybe maybe oh, he'll show some maturity. Maybe uh, the maybe the commanders have a have a quarterback whisperer that they haven't told anybody with. We shall see. I don't. We shall see. But, but to wrap up Baker. Yeah. Where do you think he's going to end up if you had to? Well, I I will say this. I called the Deshaun Washington thing, so that was the, yep. the only thing. That's why. So, that's why I want to know what you think because you were so, right. Okay, so let me. So Baker's play, right? Like, if a team really wants to look at Baker and see how he performs, he needs to be in a system where he can do his own thing. Like, almost like, like I'm not comparing him to Jim Kelly. I'm really am not. But I'm saying that's what his mindset is. His mindset is almost like, I want to take over a game and call the own plays when time needs it. He needs, he, he can't have structure. He needs For to me, be like, see, I gotta, I gotta stop you right there. You said Jim Kelly. For me, like, I'd have to really think about who my top five of all time is, but it, it would take a lot for me to get Jim Kelly out of, out of my top five. To oh, me, yeah. like, I really grew up watching Jim Kelly. Really, like, people give Peyton Manning credit for running an offense. Peyton Manning didn't run an offense. He had an offensive coordinator. His offensive coordinator was a good offensive coordinator who doesn't get any credit. Jim Kelly was his own offensive coordinator. He was actually running game plans. The K-Gun offense was his. So yeah. you can't put Baker Mayfield and that kind of well, nah. what I'm saying is no. I'm not putting him in not that even with the mentality. I can't give him that. Uh, but what I'm saying is that's the kind of player that I see I him being. You I can't, can't no. I, I, no, the reason why I'm saying that, <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is the way he played in Cleveland is kind of was like he, he he that's what he needs to be. He needs to evolve his game to that level. And 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 that's why like like I see him going into like the teams that are, are like I think the Giants would be a perfect fit for him. I mean, if if because he has he can handle the pressure of he can't handle the pressure of Cleveland. Can you imagine the pressure of New York? Like he's well, very delicate. New York yeah, would he is, alive. But, but but even at that, even if he goes to like let's say a Carolina, right? I think he can do well in Carolina. And Robbie too. Anderson, a receiver there, their best receiver came out and said he commented on somebody's post saying. Uh, they were saying uh, Baker Mayfield's most likely destination is Carolina. Robbie Anderson commented, no. <laughs> so I'm sure well, he's not the only person there who feels that way. <laughs> that's true. But in, but if I had to really kind of pick where he maybe ended up in. Yeah, and, your and ultimate maybe destination. Ultimate destination. Yeah. I would say Seattle. I would honestly say Seattle. And, and the reason why I say Seattle is not because of these fake Instagram posts just trying to think. I think Pete Carroll, the way he can talk to players, the way he has that camaraderie, it's like a Ron Rivera, but in a different aspect, right? He, he kind of relates to them. So I think any player that goes to Seattle can kind of relate to that kind of love and appreciation. And maybe that's what Baker missed in his four years of faking who he really is. So maybe Pete Carroll can be like, hey, be yourself. Be the person that you envision yourself to be. And, and, and it's a great place for him, too. I mean, they're not that bad. I mean, you have DK Metcalf. You have all the, you, you have Lockett. You have a, a, enough pieces there to make you succeed. But only you, Baker, can stop your success. 
You're the only person that stops it. And yes, I did compare you to the great, great, great Jim Kelly, because that's what blasphemy. I can see you as. It is blasphemy. I can't even say it without laughing in my face. My own body language is laughing, but that's the kind of player I can envision him being. But if he doesn't do the correction that he needs to do to get him to if he doesn't stop his, himself, he will never be able to get there. But Seattle is what I'm saying. I'm locking that in. Now, to really wrap up things with Baker Mayfield, we've given this clown enough time here on our show. Um, but to wrap it up, uh, I think the best destination for him mm. would have been the Texans because I think Levy Smith has worked well with some trash quarterbacks. But they said they weren't interested, and in, in, in they made the trade and didn't even consider him. So that's out. Um, where I think he actually will end up is – this doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but I'm going to say Tampa because he wouldn't be in, in, under any pressure to play at all for maybe two years. Um, but I think he needs to be in a place where there are adults in the room. He needs somebody to really check him. Um, he's, he's such a clown on the field and seemingly off the field. He needs somebody like Tom Brady to say, this is not how the game is played if you want to win. Um, those antics, you got to get out of here with that. If you want to play, you got to be professional. You got to show up on time and be ready to work. He needs that. I think that'd be the best place for him to end up. So hmm. we can go and wrap things up there for the for the first segment here. Going to take a break. And then uh, up next, we've got, um, we actually weren't done with the NFL, but we can take a break here anyway and just switch gears from just, we need a palate cleanser from the old Baker Mayfield nonsense. So we're going to stop really things good. right there. And then I'll pick things back up. Talking Hats, we'll be right back. Picking things up here for segment two, I want to get completely off uh, base here. Um, you were asking me before the show about uh, my fasting and all that. Just want to touch on that since the next topic we have is going to be a quick one. We can fill some time here with uh, with how that's going. Um, <laughs> I talk about just dieting overall. So I've, I've been fasting for the past week. I started actually last Friday when we started our, um, our Friday shows back to back. And um, that this has been, I mean, fasting, I don't know. I heard people do intermittent intermittent fasting. And I know that's rough, but this fasting, like I, I eat, it's been one meal a day. I have dinner, you know, after 7.30 and then uh, I don't eat again the next day until 7.30. And this is brutal. It's making me angry. Uh, last week I was low energy. Hope I'm doing better this week. I feel like I'm trying to, trying to puff up. Let me get some, uh, some instant feedback on, you know, how, how you think my energy level is this week. <laughs> what do you think? I, am, am, I, am I doing better this week as far as energy? You were fine last week. It's just. I, I felt it... like I was dragging, man. Nah, brother. It, it was fine. I mean, I mean, you have pep regardless of what it is. You have pep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Well, I appreciate that. But of course, like I said, of course. Can, uh, so our, our next uh, topic here, we're still in the NFL. Um, I wanted to definitely touch on the fact that Derek Carr um, got an extension. He uh, got the four years, I believe, tacked on to his deal. I think it was like 120 as far as. Yeah, 125-ish, something like yeah, that. Somewhere in there. Um, either way, no matter what it was, it's well-deserved. Uh, everybody, if you listen to our show, which you should, if you haven't, go back and check him out. Um, you know how I feel about Derek. I think he's a t top five QB. I think he's elite um, with the weapons he has. Now he's going to be able to show it with the coach and offense. He's going to be running now. He'll be able to show it with Josh McDaniels there. So um, go ahead and get into your thoughts on it. Um, how you feel about the deal and where they're going to go this season? Well deserved. I, 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 I even though they're the Vegas Raiders, he, he is Oakland through and through. 
I'm sorry, Vegas. I mean, he 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 went through the ringer in Oakland. People wanted him out. People were dogging him. People are like that. But it was an up and down road. That's all Raiders nation is. I love Raider Nation. Like did they bring the liveliness to as a Broncos fan? I do not. Of but yes. I like Derek Carr. <laughs> yes, but I'll put it this way, right? He has put his heart and soul for that team. He 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 came yeah, with it. Wearing Raiders colors. <laughs> Yes, you are. So am I. And so is our background. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but with Josh McDaniels and with um, Devontae Davis coming Devontae back. Devontae Adams, sorry. What am I? God, it's been one of those days. Devontae yeah, Adams. We don't usually do shows on Friday night, so you're lucky, you're lucky we have any energy. <laughs> yeah. Long work week. And then, and then coming back. It's crazy, though, because... Now you can see his full productivity. You can see him with a full playing deck. And, and as we stated it before, they're going to be a very dangerous team. Heck yeah. Derek Carr is going to be maybe top three in NFL passing this year. I, I have a strong feeling he's going to be – because Devontae Adams, all, he, all you have to do is throw him the ball. He's going to catch it. Yeah, he's going to have a career year, no doubt. I mean, Devontae Adams was a cherry on top of an already pretty much loaded offense. Uh, yeah. They've got Waller, the best tight end. I mean, Kelsey is there too, but when Waller is healthy, like he's a he's nightmare. A, he, yeah. And then is. I'm interested to see how Hunter Renfro is going to plan a Josh McDaniels offense. McDaniels, he, he utilizes oh. the slot. So he's mm. going to have a career year too. Health, health dependent, of course. But if all these guys stay healthy, that's a, that's a lethal offense. And then yeah. their defense is stacked too. So, yeah. I mean, all they were what? Like, so, I mean, even though they were one, they, they, they had a bad call in that game and they couldn't move on. And, all, if, and if that call went their way, I mean, they could have. Waller was dealing with injuries late in the season, yeah. too. That means uh, right. him healthy, they would have made more noise in the playoffs. But Oh, yeah, hands down. And, and the thing is. to get there was amazing. I mean, with yeah. the coach getting fired, I mean, you know. And, and now with Josh McDaniels and their thing, like, like you can see now what Derek Carr's ability is you can see where he can go from where he can take the next step in his career and I think with this step I think he can become like the upper echelon quarterback that people kind of you know talk about because now he has the weapons to do and I think he's improved his game over the last couple of years and you can see the progression and it's really nice to see progressions in a quarterback and to be rewarded and, and, and it speaks volumes that's all I have to say yeah and I just I'm, I think they're gonna have the, the AFC West is going to be brutal. Uh, I would, I hate to say that I wouldn't be surprised if they were up there. I mean, the Broncos, I, I expect them to be the, the cream of the crop, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers, the Raiders um, were just like at their throats all season. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at all. They're, they're going to, that's going to be, it's going to be so fun to watch. Um, and we can go ahead without even taking a break here uh, since that topic was so short. We can go ahead and shift gears into the NBA, um, get into these playing games. Uh, I mean, the first round matchups, those are some good games. Uh, well, there was, I think, what, there was one dud. Uh, was it the Clippers and Timberwolves? I, that game was a pretty close, I believe. Maybe or, I'm, I'm sorry. No, that was close. That game was yeah. close. Um, let me see. You had or the Clippers it... and Timberwolves, you had the Cavs and Nets. That was a close yeah. game, too. It shouldn't have been, but that was a close game. And then you had the uh, on the other side you had uh, Spurs. The, that, the... the Spurs one was not very close. Yeah, 
The second playing game was like it was, it was just as far as uh, Pelicans. That game was yeah. close. I was I, I, I'm not used to these like playoff games or this first round, second round. It always screws me up because you're like, okay, playoffs is playoffs. So now when you have all these playing games, you're just like, like, okay, how do I keep track with this? Because apparently today is a playing game, and then the weekend is when the real playoffs start. <laughs> Yeah, and the freaking Hornets went out there and stunk it up, too, against the Hawks. So oh. uh, I expected that to be a better game. But it really – I don't know what the final score was, but it, I, I, the, the Hornets were never in that game. Um, yeah. And the Hawks, they're going to be – they've got uh, the Cavs. Is that tonight? I know – are they both tonight or is it just one tonight? I think, I think there's I – think, I, think the, I think the Hawks and Cavs play tonight, I think. And then – during the then the winner between those two play somebody on Sunday. No, the winner is the eighth or, seed. The winner is the eighth seed. Okay. The loser is out. When the loser is out. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. Th- th- this is so confusing. It's not one of those things that I have no. Yeah, I have no it clue. is. <laughs> I mean, I think we should just go straight to like Paul George's um health protocol and what's going to happen if he doesn't play. Yeah. So. They're going to be matching up against the uh, the Pelicans, and this yeah. is a game that if, if they were completely healthy, the Clippers, they wouldn't mm-hmm. even be in the situation. But you've got Ka- Kawhi, delicate Kawhi Leonard, uh, sitting out. Who knows? I don't know if he's healthy. I don't. He doesn't let you in. So I don't know what's going on with him. Um, I don't. I can't even predict. Uh, but Paul George tested positive for COVID here, so he's out tonight yeah. for tonight. I think it's tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna say tonight. If I'm wrong, y'all can correct me. Whatever. But I'm going to say the game is tonight. It is tonight. Paul George is out uh, tonight uh, against the uh, the Pelicans. So the Clippers, are, they played well without either one of them all season. But I think that's going to catch up with them tonight. The Pelicans are a very good team, even, even without Zion. They've got legitimate scorers in, in McCollum and uh, Ingram. Uh, that's a tough team. Um, they're going to win the game tonight. That's my prediction on that one. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Without Paul George, uh, I mean, Kawhi can't do it all by himself. Kawhi's so. not, he's not playing. He's not playing either. He's still, I thought. He hasn't played all season. He's, that's what I was saying. He's very delicate. And I don't, I, he, nobody, Kawhi's family didn't used to love him as much as I loved him. He was, I thought he was the next coming of Jordan. That's why like, mm. I invested fandom into him. I love this dude. And just mm. the way he's played since, I mean, really before, like before he left the Spurs, he started this stuff. But then in Toronto, he had the one run that made me think he was back. So I started believing again. But with the Clippers, he's just shown that he's just, I don't know if his mental, I don't, physical, I feel like he's had enough time to rehab from his knee injury. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with him, but I'm out on him. If I'm there, no, I thought, gonna, go ahead. No, no, I, I thought he was back. I, I didn't know he was, they were still lingering on his knee. Man, that's, well, then if that's the case, <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I think they would have lost even if Paul George was playing. Frankly, mm, uh, yeah. but if I'm them and they do lose tonight, uh, I, I'm moving on from both of them next season. If I'm them, I'm not saying really? they're gonna do that, but I'm just saying if I was running the show there, I'm not interested in guys who don't want to play basketball. And for me, Paul George, being knowing how important this is to let yourself get COVID in this situation, knowing what's on the line, like they haven't. When those two guys were healthy, they still lost to the Nuggets in the playoffs, so they haven't gotten the results there. I'm, I'm cleaning house. I'm starting over. Ty Lue won, won without them guys. I'm moving them. I'm getting pieces in who can, I can count on being on the court. People don't, people wouldn't agree with what I'm saying because they're two marquee players. But I just – the juice ain't worth the squeeze there for me. I'm moving on. 
I'm getting guys I, who are going to be there. Yeah, and the thing is, once they put a sour taste in your mouth, I'm not saying Paul George did. I'm saying Kawhi. What if, once you get that sour taste in your mouth, it's very Paul difficult George to get it. Playoffs, so I don't. Uh, I, uh, I, I have. I'm out. You're out. Yeah, I, I have to say, I have to go with the. I got. I got. Yeah, I agree with you. There ain't nothing more with the Clippers. They, they're going to lose tonight, regardless. So, and then you have the Hawks and the Cavs. Now that game is going to be interesting. Who you got? So I hate the Hawks and I also hate the Cavs because it's just that I, I don't know what it is about those two. I, I think they play with a little bit of like an arrogance to them. And I know it's really weird for me to say, I always say, if you have a little bit of arrogance, you play well and you can dominate, but it's the way they play. It kind of irks me. They're like, you know, all up in your face, talking all this noise and, you know, pointing fingers and everything. So if I had to pick, but, but, I, but I'm a huge Trey Young fan. So I would say this. And also there's like three ex Maryland players on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> so I will say the Atlanta Hawks will win because of Trey Young. Because that man is just unstoppable in the third quarter. If he gets hot, you are gone. And the Cavs do not have anybody that can guard him, in my personal opinion. And even with all those, even with Kevin Love, I don't know if he's playing or not. Um, <laughs> and with all those other players they have, they're not going to beat the Cavs. I mean, sorry, they're not going to beat the Hawks, even if, even if it's in Cleveland. So, Yeah, I agree. I think Trey Young is too much. Uh, he's shown that even on the big stages, he brings it every night. Uh, there is nobody on the Cavs who can guard him. Uh, I think he's going to bring it. I think they're going to win. The Cavs are probably a year too early. They're an extremely immensely talented roster, but they're young. Next season, even this season, they were hanging around the fourth and fifth seed all year until they dropped off late and ended up in this situation. Next year, they're going to be there and they're going to stay there. But that's next year. This year, this year they're going to lose to the Hawks, and the Hawks will be the eighth seed in the East. Oh, nice. Now let's move into the to the real playoffs, apparently, for the weekend on Saturday. So it's really weird. So they have the Jazz and the Mavs. What do you think about that? And the news coming out that Luka Doncic may not play? Yeah, he's officially out for game one now. Uh, that, was, it, I, that hadn't been official until I, like five minutes before we started recording. Mm -hmm. I just happened to hear before I came in the room on ESPN that he's out. So with that being the case, <laughs> they're definitely going to lose game one. Um, <laughs> If, if this is an injury that is lingering and it bothers him and it slows him down in any way, he already plays slow, but if it hampers his game in any way, uh, they're going to get swept. He's their entire team. He is probably the most important player that's having a health issue in the playoffs right now, and I'm including Steph in that. The Warriors mm. have a better chance at advancing without Steph than the Mavs do without Luka. He's so important to that team. He's everything to them. And so with him being hurt, they're in real danger of not winning the game in this series. I mean, you just stated the facts. Like, if he doesn't get better, if, if, it's, if it's not as worse as they're making it to be, then if he can come back, they have a, they, they have a, they have a shot of winning the game. Like, it, it, the series, I would put it. Yeah. But without that, man, Jazz are going to roll, roll all over them. Yeah, and don't by any means take this as I'm giving the Jazz any credit. I don't like them. I hate Rudy Gobert. Uh, Donald Mitchell hasn't proven it on the big stage. So I'm not somebody who's a jazz believer by any means. I think they win this first round series if, if Luca has the lingering health issues, and then they lose in the next round. They're not a proven playoff team. They just they don't have the it factor for the playoffs. So that that's that. Let's go to Timberwolves and Grizzlies. Timberwolves are dangerous. Uh, Anthony Edwards 
I was saying, uh, I put this out here there on uh, on social media earlier today, that if I was going to move on from uh, playoff P and, and Kawhi, I'd trade both of them for one Anthony Edwards. That dude plays with so much heart. That, like, he plays with Jordan-esque heart. When he's on the court, he's an animal. Like, he's coming at you full speed every play. He brings it. And then he has a talent to boot. Um, I, I love him. I love his game. I loved him in college uh, at Georgia. He played the same way. He is Vince Carter. And Vince Carter played with heart. He's Vince Carter with that kind of heart times, too. Um, with, with a guy like that, he puts fear in the heart of a good team like the Grizzlies. That's, he's dangerous. And if Carl Anthony Towns gives anything, like there, that's that's a seven-game series. Uh, can Memphis pull it out? Can John, is John Moran, is he going to bring it on the big stage? I, this is not a series, if I was a betting man, that I'd bet either way on it. I don't, it's too hard. It's a tough call. It can go seven, and then in game seven, who knows? Well said. I'm picking the Grizzlies to win this series only because yeah. even because they're just a tough they're just a battle team they'll battle no you from beginning no to doubt. end and if you let and if you let them score on you they'll keep scoring they don't stop and they'll and they'll suffocate you on the defensive end and the only thing that's this will be a seven game series is because the Timberwolves came back from a 20 point deficit in the play in game and they they have they're very sneaky they're a very sneaky team, and they have a lot of heart to come back and 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 to and to like their fortitude. They'll, they'll come, and if you don't guard properly, which is not going to be the case in this situation, but if you don't, is you let loose, they'll come back. They'll chip away, chip away, chip away, and a twenty-point lead can come down to like a two-point deficit, and a blink of an eye can be a tie game. So the Grizzlies have to be they have to take them seriously. They can't say this is a walkover or a pushover game by no means necessary. But I think the Grizzlies, even without Moran, you gave a great stat over a previous show that they're like 29 and something. I expect so, them to be playing. Uh, the thing is, though, they're hmm. playing against Patrick Beverly, who I believe is the player who hurt him. Patrick Beverly is uh, a dirty player. Um, I, I, he's uh, my least favorite player in the league. I hate him as a person and a player. He's another person I've never met, but I'm, I feel confident in saying that if I did meet him, I'd hate him as a person. I have no respect for him as a human being. Um, I don't think players like him have any place in the league. If there was anything harsher I could say as far as language, I would, but I feel like I, I pretty much went as low as I can as far as how I feel about him as a player, a person, and everything else. Um, I don't have any respect for him whatsoever. Um, I think uh, I want to see, like, that makes me root for the Grizzlies, kind of knowing that that he has the beef with with Morant. Um, you said you mentioned Hart with the Timberwolves. If you put Anthony Edwards' heart and Carl Anthony Towns, you've got prime Shaq. The problem yeah. is, the problem is Carl Anthony Towns doesn't have that kind of heart. Yeah. He thinks he's the best shooter shooting big man in history. I don't care about that. I don't want to see your seven foot butt out there shooting. Get your big butt in the post and dominate in the playoffs. That's what they need out of you. Can you do that? He kind of wilted in their playing game, so I don't know what to expect out of him. Exactly. If he doesn't bring it, though, guys like Dylan Brooks on the Grizzlies and, and, and Jaron Jackson, uh, the, the Grizzlies, like you said, that's the, they're a tough team, and they're, they're full of players with heart. So, I mean, if, if Towns brings it, that can be a seven-game series, like I said. We'll see Not, where it goes. It would be a, be a sweep. Yeah, it can it'll be. be a absolutely, sweep. absolutely. Now, this is the game – of the weekend, I would, in, in my opinion, and I think you'll agree with me on this. Your Denver Nuggets against the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. Stepping off tomorrow night. 
Yes, at 8 o'clock, the primetime game. And we called this in the season, too, that they will play against each other in the playoffs. And and to see the maturation of the Nuggets to where they are now, it is amazing to see because without your starting point guard, without your starting forward, you had a center who should – they should have just announced he won the MVP. Come on. Can we just announce that the Joker has won the MVP? There's no doubt about it. Come on now. With that kind of level of – like heart, grit, and battle-tested every game, day in and day out, to play a finesse team. Because I think the Golden State Warriors are more of a finesse team. They like to come run run you up and down, play little defense when they can clamp you up because they try to outscore you. That's what the Golden State Warriors have done in the last couple of years. They just try to literally outshoot you and then play like hard defense when they need to. They can't do it with, with this Denver team. They, they just can't. It's going to be a seven-game series. It's going to be a great back and forth. And I'm picking Denver to win. I'm picking Denver to win only because Steph Curry with his injury, we don't know how well he's coming back from that knee injury or the ankle injury that he suffered. We don't know how well. It was a foot strain. It was a foot strain. So even with that, you still have to jump off that foot, depending on how severe that foot strain was. Yeah. And and he's been playing like all these years. So we, we don't know if his, if his jerking this or whatever, and he's kind of frail too. So if he has to like, if, if, if Joker starts setting screens on him and start trying to do a pick and roll or whatever, it's going to take a toll on his body. So you have to see how much that is with Clay Thompson. And even with Otto Poder Jr. And all those individual players, I don't think they have that much. I wouldn't say firepower, but that much kind of cohesiveness to beat, the the nuggets i think the nuggets are just a well put together team they just have that mindset now that they can beat anybody and with joker taking over he's not going to let this team lose that and with the, it's going to be a great battle and boogie cousins you can't forget boogie and it's going to be a great i mean in all honesty out of all the playoff games I, this this is probably the game i really would love to see unfortunately i um i have to disagree with everything you said I'm I'm very disappointed that Jamal Murray hasn't come back. And that disappointment is is maybe at this point right now clouding my judgment as to how I feel about the entire team. I'm just I'm just so disappointed. I really thought he would be back. Um I'm I'm I haven't heard any news about him as far as playing in playoff games. Same with Michael Porter Jr. The level of disappointment that I'm feeling about both of those because they the what I'm telling you, I've seen these dudes warm up before games and they look fine. Like Jamal Murray actually looks better than when he was completely healthy and playing. His warm-ups are so hard that I don't get why he's not playing. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't get it. Maybe it's because they, I mean, Coach Malone just got extended, so now he feels safe. Maybe he's playing everything safe and overly cautious. But if Steph is, if, if he has no health issues from his foot in the playoffs, they're going to sweep the Nuggets. This one, no games in this series will be close. I know the Nuggets went to Golden State and beat them, during the season, but this is the playoffs. This is different. Golden State's different in the playoffs. Draymond Green, healthy. Clay, healthy. Steph, if he's healthy, it's different. This is, they're proven. They've been to the mountaintop. This unit has been to the mountaintop. This series is not going to be close if all those guys are healthy. So the I'll, only chance, go ahead. Yeah, what I wanted to say is, do you think that the that Denver is not showing their cards? Like, they know that, like, no, Jamal Murray... Playing, if, he, if they were playing, it would be out there. Mm. I mean, for, for if, if for nothing else, the gamblers have to know that stuff. Vegas would have to know that news. That's true. They were going to play. So have they stated that they're completely out of the game? Like, have they said they're not even playing? Or they haven't released that yet? 
I saw something that was like um, Murray is. I don't. It, I don't think it said it's been ruled out, but mm-hmm. it was something like there's no optimism towards him playing. So I'm just. If you would, uh, if there was any inkling that he would play, my mood about all of it would be completely different. I would be right there where you are with thinking that they have a shot. But I'm just, I'm so disappointed by the news that he's not going to play that I'm, I'm just like, if you ask me tomorrow, I might feel different, but I'm just, I'm, my mood is just so soured by it that I kind of want them to go out there and get swept because I don't get it. Like come out and say that he's, he felt some soreness or something. Me seeing what I've seen out of them and their warmups, I just, I don't get it. And it it hurts that Mm. they're not, I'm hurt by their, by the fact that they're not playing. So I kind of want them to lose. And I hate that because I, I, I respect what Joker's done all season, but I just they're letting everybody down by what they're doing. And so I'm just screw it, screw it. Screw the decision that they're making because they don't have to be doing this. This yeah. them playing is not a risk. When when you when you get a surgery, like you're good. That injury is good once you get a surgery. Something else might get hurt, but the, his knee's not gonna get hurt again. His ACL is good. So what's what's the caution? I, I don't I don't get it. I have no words. I, I can't even you know rebuttal that because it, it's hard, but I just have a feeling inside of me that, you know, there's certain teams where you just know something's like, it's just, they just play well. They're just clicking at the right time. And I hope this argument that I'm kind of giving is like, even without them, they played really well, really, really well against even the, even, even against the Warriors. So I, I'm using that to be like, you know, they may even calm the storm and have, they could probably come back in game two. And they just probably just want to rest them now because they know that they're ready to go, but they just want to wait to see how game one kind of looks at it and say, okay, they can go for game two to see how everything plays out because they probably want to protect them. They will come back when they come back home. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it can be a spectacle, man. They can be like a coming home party or something. Who knows? But but you do have a you do have a valid point. If he plays, if Murray plays at all in this series, this mm-hmm. this is a series that can go seven. But they need all mm-hmm. their pieces against the Warriors. Against against the fully healthy Warriors team, they need everybody. The only shot that they have without those guys is to go out there and just rub up stuff every game and like really really brutalize them. But they don't really have that kind of roster. They don't have. I mean, they've been using um, Aaron Gordon against guards, but I don't think he's quick enough, even with the, he's a good defender. I don't think he can hang with Steph, though. He might, no. They might put him on clay, actually. Yeah. Um, but they need somebody to go out there and just be physical with Steph every play to have a shot. And they don't have that kind of roster, so I don't expect them to have a shot. Mm. So, Boogie Cousins, man. Boogie Cousins. We'll see. I don't, ex- I don't see it. <laughs> so let's go to the East. Now, well, for, Raptors, well, to wrap up the West. Um, yeah, there's one more? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, oh, Suns, the Suns. And, it's going to be Suns-Pelicans. So. You think Suns-Pelicans? Okay. Uh, that's, that, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Sweet. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a no-brainer, man. The Suns are going to sweep that series. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah. In all honesty, whoever plays the Suns, that's going to be a pretty <laughs> – Now, if Zion somehow comes back, this fool is out there throwing down 360 dunks before games. You're telling me this dude can't play basketball? I mean, I'm so tired of these delicate millennials. I, I can't. If, if he plays, he, I Is mean, he expected he's, to play. No, but if somehow some miracle happens, he's a 25 and 10 player. That makes a difference. So it does. It does. But if not, then sweet. Um, but yeah, on to the east. On to the east. 
Raptors versus the 76ers. Sweep. No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, the Raptors played them well during the regular season. I believe they beat them twice. I think they might have beaten them twice in Philly, but I could be wrong about that one. I think they beat them twice, though. Um, so that's not that, that's, that's, that's not going to be a sweep. Uh, might go five or six. The Sixers are going to win, but it's going to be a series that's going to take something out of them. But they'll yeah. win it. Wow. See I, see, I was going the other way because I was going to take the Raptors because they're a very gritty team. That's not a silly pick. Yeah, because I, I I just because I, I don't know what it is about Doc Rivers. <laughs> I just don't know what it is about Doc. Every time he goes to the playoffs, he doesn't get past the first round or the second round. I don't. I just don't know what it is about him. And then I don't know that with having James Harden on the team too. So that's also that that's a very well said point because people are talking about now is James Harden even considered a an MVP level player now. Like there, there, things are getting thrown around that he's just not that type of player that he once was, and I, I disagree with that. I mean, it's James Harden, but the problem with James Harden is James Harden. He, he he's a ball hawk. He shoots up threes. He shoots up things that's unnecessary at times. And Joel Embiid, I'm not a big fan of him. I like what he, he he's not to me. He talks a little bit too much. I mean he, I mean you can't judge his talent. I just that's my favorite thing about him. I love I love the Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's going to be a back and forth. I think the Raptors can win this because I, I, for some reason, I just feel that like the 76ers, they got, they got hyped with the Harden trade and coming in and Ben Simmons going to the nets. I think it, it, there was a lot of turmoil and now they have to prove themselves. And I think the pressure is going to get to them and it, they, they, they're going to choke under pressure. Just surely choke under pressure. It'd be a great series to watch, but it's just, I think it's going to be choke. Yeah, Harden is somebody who hasn't had a history of performing well in the playoffs. So, with that being the case, if they don't run their offense through Embiid, then they're they have they're in real danger of losing in the first round. The Raptors, they'll never, as long as Nick Nurse is their coach, they'll never be a pushover. So, yeah. they're they're a legitimate threat, and they have to be taken as such. Mm. And now the second game, who the Heat will play? Would they be? Would that would that game be against the? The other they're playing, playing the Hawks. They'll play the Hawks. Okay, let's say they play the Hawks. I will say the Hawks can beat the Heat. I think the Hawks can have. I, I put out there before that I don't respect the Heat's roster. I don't. They're, they're as good as they are because of their coach. But a major caveat to that now is the fact that they have Victor Oladipo back. Now, he doesn't mm. have a history of playoff success, but he's a dangerous offensive player. And that mm-hmm. gives them, if, if nothing else, that gives them depth. When you couple that with Hero, Bam Adebayo, who wilted in the bubble playoff rounds um, against the Lakers, um, but if they have a lot of talent on their on their team. Uh, I don't, I didn't. Everybody knows I don't respect them. They, the Hawks can beat them, but if Oladipo brings it, then that they they they're dangerous. Uh, at least in the first round, and we'll see how, what happens after that. But yeah, they can they they should take the Hawks. I, my prediction: uh, six game series, four two Heat win. Oh wow! I'm going. I'm going the other way. Hawks four like two. Yeah. I'm I'm rooting for the Hawks. I don't like the Heat. So, no, oh, now this one is going to be something. Nets yeah. and Celtics. Yeah, I'm taking the Celtics because, I, as I stated before in our previous shows, they don't the Nets never, don't have a bench. They only have one player that comes off the bench, one player that can score, and that's about it. Everybody else, zero. I, I don't care how many points Kevin Durant scores, how many points Kyrie scores. They're going to be taken out at some point in the game. 
at some point they're going to be taking out. And I don't think they have that firepower to go up against the Celtics. I really don't. And I think it'll be a great series. I'm going to say it's going to be six-game series, but I, I just don't see Kevin Durant taking that next step to be going 40, 50 points every night to win a game because it's going to take a toll on his body. And Kyrie is going to be Kyrie. I love him. He, he, he's probably one of the best ball handlers the, the NBA has ever seen. He can't do it either because he, they, he can't play the entire game. <laughs> so, I mean, with, with that alone, I mean, the, the, the Drummond, who came back from retirement, is the player that's going to come off the bench for you. But everybody else is just there. They'll, they'll give you points, but they're not going to be world beaters. I mean, the Celtics have a pretty strong bench. They have a pretty decent bench. And I think that, I mean, they, it, it, it's going to be a battle, but I, I, I just can't see it. I just can't see it. I am uh, in agreement with you on the fact that I think the Celtics are going to win this series. What I don't agree with you on is, is the depth issue. Uh, in the playoffs, that doesn't matter. Teams shorten up their benches and the starters definitely play more minutes. Uh, I think that uh, what it's going to come down to, I think this series is going seven. But what, I, what I've seen out of Jason Tatum in the second half of this season, this is mm. the player he always could have been, always should have been. He is channeling his Mamba mentality now. Finally, good grief. Finally. I've been saying it for, for years and years and years. He always could have been this guy. People blame Jason or, uh, Brown. Jason Brown. Brown? What's his name? Well, uh, the other I guy. Know it's Brown. The last name is Brown. You're absolutely right. I just don't Dang remember Jason. it first. Dang it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows what I'm talking about. People blame Tim for holding Tatum back. People said they can't play together. It was never that. It was always Tatum taking it upon himself to just be that guy. When, mm-hmm. when the team needs a score, he gets the score. He gets the bucket. Mm-hmm. He is that guy. Talent-wise, like he's on that level. Like he's, he's on a Kobe level as far as talent. Yeah, I'm saying it. He's that good, but he always held himself back for some reason. He's not doing that anymore. And when it gets to game seven, he's going to be the guy that takes over the game and nobody can stop him when he does that. Nobody's going to be able to stop him in game seven. The Celtics are going to pull this series out. So yeah, I can't, couldn't agree. Celtics, you, you, seven. Celtics and seven. I agree with that. Jason, I love Jason Tatum. It's the way he plays. He just Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown. Barrett's the one. Thank you. You, you, you had the right letter, just uh, the wrong. I my tongue and then it finally. <laughs> but, but I'm glad he, he came into himself now because – I don't think he understood his own talent. You see what I'm saying? I don't think he understood how great of a player he really is. And yeah, screw that team ball. When it comes down to it, we need you to be the guy. In the yes. playoffs, you gotta be, you gotta be Kobe. So yes. And, and Kobe passed the ball too. It's just after he knew the team was not doing well, he just had to take it over. Yeah, when it's time, it's Kobe time. When it's Kobe time, time. It's Tatum it's Tatum time. time. Oh, dang it. So yes. Yeah. Now this this game is gonna be interesting. And I wanted your take on this, and I'll pass it on to you. Bulls versus Bucks. Sweet. Hmm. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the Bucks, but it's gonna be a bloody battle between the two teams. Bloody because with with Thibodeau as the coach for the Bulls, he's. I mean, is it Thibodeau uh, still? I thought the, he's with the Knicks. He's with the Knicks. Thibodeau went to the Knicks. I thought he was the still Bulls with the Bulls. Coach. Bulls coach. I'm probably lying. Look this up real quick because I'm probably lying. I feel like it's Billy Donovan. Can you confirm that for me? But I'm saying sweet because. But you're uh, right. It is Billy Donovan. For oh, some reason, deal. I thought it was, I thought it was Rich Timberdo for some reason. For gosh, man, maybe. So maybe I'm wrong about a sweep because they're well coached. He's a good coach, and then DeRozan playing the way he is. I just 
I don't, I don't think they have enough. The Bucks, first of all, depending champs, they've been there. They know what to do to get there again. Giannis, I mean, you I got mean, you, you got Lopez healthy. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're and they got rid of Brent Forbes, so they're a better team. Um, they're gonna be tough to beat, <laughs> man. And anyway, no, uh, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it I'm this way. I want to. I'm calling. Sweep. Yeah, you call him sweep. I'm gonna say it's at least gonna go six. At least six. At least six games. And again, that's not crazy, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because with Giannis and all of them, it's going to be a great battle back and forth. They'll be tested. The The Bucks will be tested in this game. Even if it's a sweep, I'll put it this way, they'll be tested in all four games. Not if the Bulls just come yeah. and lay oh, a yeah. goose egg. Oh, yeah. If they lay a goose egg, then <laughs> it is on them. I say I say blow out in game one, and then the rest of them will be close, but I'll sweep. Um, mm, gotcha. <laughs> so we, we did our predictions for all the playoff first-round games, right? Yeah. So we can touch on real quick here before we wrap up this segment. We can touch on the fact that uh, Frank Vogel got fired as expected in L.A. Um, who do you think is going to be his replacement there? So there's a lot of talks. I always like Quinn Snyder. I've always loved Quinn Snyder, even in his days. Excellent coach. Yeah, when he was with Duke. When he was a player for Duke, actually. They, they coached Missouri for a while, then came to the NBA. And I think Quinn Snyder will take that team because he, he's a no-nonsense coach. And that's the kind of coach that LeBron kind of needs is a no-nonsense coach. And and I also feel that they need to restructure a lot. We said in the previous show, um, they need to restructure top to bottom. It's not just Vogel's fault. It is not Vogel's fault. He was a scapegoat, in my opinion. He was a scapegoat. So they need to look at, like, how to make the team better. Because the Lakers are a team. It's not one person. When you had Magic, it was Magic's, it was Magic's team, but they play like a team. And when it was Kobe and Shaq, yes, but they play like a team. So they can't have this like bickering and this and that and difference going that. No, you have to get somebody who can kind of steer the ship. I think Quinn Snyder can steer that ship. They they need to get rid of Palinka. He's horrible. I mean, he's been there way too long as a GM. He's like, he's just like an Ernie. Ernie was there with the, with the Wizards for such a long time. He missed out on draft picks. He missed out on a lot of good trades, you know? And once you, when when they let him go get Tommy Shepard, Tommy Shepard kind of brought a little bit of a different attitude to the, to the game. And that's what the Lakers need is a different new, new blood. That's what they need. They need new blood in there to kind of steer this ship back to, back to their former glory. Yeah, as far as what they're going to do, uh, it's hard to say. I, I, I've heard Quinn Snyder thrown out there. Um, I don't. It, I can't even predict what they're going to do. I know they're going to get somebody established and somebody who's won championships or at least gone deep in the playoffs. Um, what I would like to see them do is my, my first choice for them, this is craziness, Coach K. Um, I think he'd be great there. I think LeBron can't walk all over a guy like that. I think he'd be great for them, and they'd have immediate success with a guy like Coach K there. Uh, choice two, a guy who hasn't necessarily had deep runs in the league uh, as far as playoff success or anything like that. But I think his offense would be perfect for their current roster. Like, no changes. If you brought this guy in, this guy would win with that team. And that's uh, Mike D'Antoni, who is a, a, a current Nets assistant. If you get that running gun scheme with those guys, like, that'd be insane to watch. Watching Westbrook run up and down the court in, in that offense, that'd be crazy. But the, the roster's going to be different. So maybe you don't even consider a guy like that. Um, hopefully he does get a job next season, though, because he what he's done, even with the Nets, he's had success in, in the league and in the regular season. He's a guy who deserves another shot. Um, but, yeah, as far as what they're actually going to do, I've heard Doc Rivers thrown out there. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not interested in that either. Mm-hmm. I, really, Coach K is what they should do. But, yeah. 
That's all. You that. think Coach K will even like, like yeah. even like? Oh, that's yeah. Money talks. Money does. <laughs> that's what talk. it's all about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he coached Duke for twenty some years, man. So I, I mean, honestly shoot. wouldn't be surprised. Forty years, I think. Yeah. Like if, if this news came out, I'd be the one person who would be surprised by it. If he came mm. out and said, "I want to coach one more year at Duke." I wouldn't hmm. be shocked by that. I wouldn't be shocked by it either because it's almost like Tom Brady waiting and be like, it's like I'm coming back, you guys. Yeah, man, you've realized I'm just going to be sitting at home looking at my wife all day. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> know. <laughs> for, for you and me, that works because we've got, you know, we've got diamonds to look at. I don't know what his wife looks like. I'm not hating. I'm just saying he's been looking at her for like 60 years. So it's like, do you want to sit at home and look at the, look at the wife all day? Or We're do you want to get on basketball? So, um, the last thing I wanted to touch on here in the NBA segment, just a quick, like, yes or no. Um, do you, will slash should the Wizards pursue a John Wall reunion? Just, we can be quick with that one. Honest, honest answer, yes. In my opinion, yes. Because the team is built now for, for him. The team is actually built for him. He never had this kind of talent. He never had – Gortat couldn't do the things that Porzingis can do. He never had a Kuzma. He never had – like he never had a KCP, even though I, I dogged him all these times. He never had he, – he, he never had third and fourth secondary shoot. He, he didn't have a Rui. Or did he have Rui? I don't, I don't think he did. I think no. – I don't think or, – or a Kispert or even Denny. I mean, he has people – Teammates now, I mean, people around him, I, I should say teammates, but he has people now that, that can fit his style. And he doesn't have to do it all anymore. So I say yes. Because I also have a soft spot. So I say yes. So that I think that's answering the should, but do you think they will? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't entertain that. Because with what happened in the past and his um, his his antics in the clubs appear in D.C., uh, that, that that rubbed the organization the wrong way, even though he apologized. I mean, he's a great in the community, but you can't do the things that he did there and have that video shown again. And it's that's not, I don't think they will. I think my answers are the exact opposite. Um, will they? I think they actually might. Uh, because they you can, uh, under the current salary structure, you can have three max player, three max contracts on a roster mm -hmm. and he will be the third max deal. So I think they actually might. Uh, Bill, Bill came on and said he was actually open to it. John Wall was open to the re to the reunion. So knowing that it's out there in the universe that everybody nobody's closed off to it, I think they actually might explore it. Should they? Absolutely not. I, you know, what you said as far as what they have as a roster and what he would bring, I don't disagree with any of that. I don't. I just don't trust him as a player anymore. Um, I don't trust his health. And with, with the size of his contract, I can't. I can't justify it. I can't justify him playing half a season on that kind of deal. So, no, I'm not interested. I yeah, I mean it's hard. It, it's a, it's a decision, but hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Tommy Shepard has I done think some. Actually, some... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we can go and wrap up this segment here. We're going to wrap yeah. up the show in our last segment, talking about uh, getting into the USFL, and then we're going to touch on some NHL action and wrap things up for this week. Talking hats. We'll be right back. We're the Talking Hats, and we're back from the break here. We're going to wrap up the show with this like segment talking about the USF, USFL return, NHL, and then MLB. So, Harish, get us started here. Wow, the USFL has finally come back. Finally. <laughs> finally, with all the, you know, with all the rumblings and grumblings and financial stuff. And if people don't remember, the USFL was a competing link to the NFL back in the early days. And 
most of all the good players came from the USFL. Doug Williams, Doug Flutie. You know, there's a lot of and you can't even Steve forget Reggie Young. White. Young Reg, yeah, and um, uh, running Walker. backs Herschel Walker. That's what I'm saying. So the question begs, right? I'm happy that this is coming out, and they're and they're and if they get properly run, they can be a competition to the NFL because even though they're a small market now, a very small market, but football is football. People want to watch something, and they're not doing the football in line with the NFL season, which is even great because they know they'll get spanked. They know they, they won't have anybody watching their games. So this is almost like off season for them. And now they're playing it. And then when the, when it continues, it's a great marketing and strategy, what they did great marketing strategy. But my question is now is, is, are they going to make this as, as like a pipeline to the NFL or are they going to be a completely separate league with players and everything? That's my question. I, I, and I, and I don't want it to be a pipeline. I want it to be like a whole separate league. So we have football to watch. Well, before I answer that, are you going to watch tomorrow night? I, I, heck yeah, I'm going to watch. It's football. You know, it's playing, right? It's on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's the New Jersey Generals versus the Bringingham Stallions. I would have come up with the better names than that, but yes, I'm going to watch. So I was um, I was all in on this. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for these leagues, the AAF, the UFL, the the previous xfl the the arena was never like a one and done type league but those ones that tried to be spring leagues to the nfl um i was i'm always in on these and i'm always a sucker always buying and they're always done after one year even a half season i think the aaf lasts like a half season i always buy in but for this one i was i was on this i was on the bandwagon i was buying in until about an hour before the show when i heard that all of their games are going to be in birmingham alabama i didn't realize that I thought they want to play in the host cities of where these teams are. I, I guess they're doing it to save on travel expenses. Don't really get it. Whatever the reason, I hate it. I hate that. And oh. this league was not going to last even a half a season. That's stupid. I'd rather pay those travel expenses and have a shot. And, and so fans, like, you can't develop a fan base playing all the games in one spot. Why are you going to call yourself the New Jersey Generals if you're not going to play a single game in New Jersey? That's stupid. How can you? How can a fan base rally around a team they're never going to see? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. it makes no sense. It's going to fail. Like I said, I wanted to root for a sub. But I didn't even know this until today. I was all in. I was. I was excited about when I saw you put this on the timeline for the show. I was like, oh yeah, I'm hyped. And then I wish I. I wish I didn't hear this news. I, I, I don't is get it. Just, is it just for this year though? Because maybe because they're just trying to like kind of grow the product. <laughs> it's only going to be one year. Because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, it's only going to be for this year. So I, I don't oh, get man. it. As far as them being direct to, uh, direct competitor, that's unfortunately, that's never going to happen again. The NFL mm. is too big now and they make it so they squash everybody else. That's true. Or they just Anybody, buy you out. What's going to happen with the XFL who, who's going to be some, they're going to have some staying power where this league won't uh, because they've got the Rock as, as their big benefactor. Uh, when, when the Rock is involved with something, it's going to be a success. The XFL is going to be a success. And what they're going to do is they're going to be the NFL's minor league. They're already, in, they're already kind of getting some synergy between the two as far as rules and all that and experimenting mm. with things the NFL wants to try. They're going to try in the XFL first. So they've already got these relationships going. That's going to give them staying power too. The USFL, this is, I don't get it. I hate this. I, I wish somebody could come out tomorrow and say that they're going to change their mind on that. I wanted to succeed. I, I want spring football, but th- that's not going to work. 
that's a big mistake. Yeah, if 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 I would have known that all the games are going to be in Birmingham, Alabama, I probably would have changed my my thought. But I'll still watch football games. I'm going to watch. watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch, but it's going to fail. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard. But not if they like, you know, the, how the NBA has like the G League or something like that. Maybe you they can have two... games. <laughs> no, I do not watch G League games. <laughs> I've never seen a G League game. I've never seen a G League game. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, with this, like, maybe this can be kind of like a funneling system. Like, you, like, like the XFL can be like the G League, and then the the USFL can be like an amateur kind of pro footballish, where they can say, okay, if you do well, we can kind of sign you to straight into like, like, like the XFL can have a 10 day contract, but these guys can have like a more of like a longevity because they're playing the actual like not saying they're not, not playing actual, but they're actually playing like four quarters or the rules are the same and there's nothing like you know they don't have to like kind of abide by certain different kind of rules in the xfl compared to the usfl so hopefully you, you know that's how we think but who knows yeah and i actually had it in my notes that i i was hoping that this league would work out because mm-hmm. i want i think i think it would be great for the nfl to have a funneling system like a, yeah. a, a minor league and I, yeah. that was before i saw the fact that they're going to play every game in birmingham once i saw that there was no hope for that to happen so yeah, it's, it's yeah, one and done it's, again it's, unfortunately yeah. Yeah, and then and then like they can merge operations with the XFL and hopefully grow that into something. So we'll see. Uh, this or, is not going to work though. This is a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's, it's not. We have to wait and see. You know, unfortunately, it's a failure. I don't have to you wait. Do, you, you, you're just calling happen. it. Okay, all right. One and done. One and done. All right. Hey, at least it'll be a fun one and done. As a matter of fact, if I was if I was to, if I was able to bet on it, I bet the under as far as them making it a whole season. I don't think they'll make it a whole season. That that's Oof. so stupid. Mm. We're switching gears. On to the NHL. <laughs> you got it. So I have to say, I haven't seen a shellacking like this since gosh knows how long. Um, the Caps humiliated the rookie Philadelphia Flyers. And they are rookies. Everybody on that team is pretty like, you know, they're yeah, not. They, they, they're tanking. They stink. They're, yeah. Nine to two, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like. They didn't want to show up, but 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 they were chirping back and forth, like, why are you still playing Alex Ovechkin? I was like, Alex Ovechkin is chasing history. He's chasing the great one. And he can and the everybody knows it. You can't just say why your best. I was like, well, he needs to get there. So the only way he can get there is score goals. So hush. You're already losing. You're not coming back. So just hush. And I was kind of, I was kind of really like upset by the way they were chirping and try to start fights. You already lost the game. You're not going to win it. There's no point in starting fights or anything. That just shows how immature the team is. And I understand Philly or the good old Philly trying to bring back the bruisers or whatever, but you're down like six goals. You're not going to score them that quickly without the talent. So just like take your beating like a man and come back next year and remember this and try to do better. Yeah, like you said, Obi is in pursuit of history. Uh, hopefully, he finishes the season with 50 goals, and yes. um, that'll leave him. Uh, he'll probably need to play three more years to to surpass Gretzky. But he's in excellent position now, um, and he's he's looking good. They're looking good, even though they lost. Uh, like you said, uh, you've got it on our timeline here. They lost to uh, Toronto pretty lost bad. Toronto six two. Yeah. Um, it happens. That's gonna, <laughs> it happens. I mean. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, if you look at, they play back to back to back to games. I mean, they were winning, winning, winning. And eventually you're going to run into a buzzsaw and yeah. Toronto is a buzzsaw. I mean, they scored like, <laughs> I, I just got up hey, and came they're, back. They're a, team, they're a playoff team. So, yeah. So, I mean, and they, they were just, you can tell that like, like 
Samsonov, it, they just have his number. Yeah. <laughs> certain certain teams have certain goalies numbers, and unfortunately, it happens. We're getting ready for the playoffs. I'm not even worried about these regular season games. Yeah. Screw it. And I felt bad for Vitek Vanacek because he took the L. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, bro, comes in to relieve him, and then he, I mean, he couldn't do any much. But but the, but Monday's game is going to yeah. be whoo. So the Avs, uh, they've got uh, before that game, they've got Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a tough game. Carolina's good. They're one of the better teams in the uh, in the East. I think they're second place in the East. Yeah. Uh, so that that would be a great game, and maybe they can uh, wear the Avs out a little bit heading into the Cavs game on Monday night. Um, the Avs are currently on an eight-game winning streak. So uh, if they do beat Carolina, they'll have uh, nine straight going into the Caps. And, the, you know, the Caps, the, at that point, they'll be due for a win at that point, and the Avs will be due for a loss. So uh, if that happens, I'm going to put some money on the Caps to win that. Uh, either way, I want Ovi to score a couple of goals, whether they win or lose, just uh, finished out strong here in the regular season. Um, the Avs are still they're, – they're they've got the President's Trophy actually locked up. And I've been putting out some erroneous stats here saying that the 2011 team won the President's Trophy and uh, all that. It was actually the 2000-2001 team that won the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup in the same year. Um, so uh, that, that, that gives them some history with being able to do it. Uh, I'm not worried. About, I don't think I don't see it as a curse. They're a great team, and with an eight-game winning streak at the end of the season, they're hot going into the playoffs. So, hopefully, they both stay hot and meet up in the Stanley Cup, as I keep saying. But I'm looking, definitely looking forward to that, to that game. Um, the Caps right now are on track to play the Panthers in the first round, who are the best team in the East. Uh, you got a prediction for that series? <laughs> I mean, I'll put it this way: the Caps can beat any team if they play solid. No question. Yeah. And if they have those defensive lapses, that's when they're going to lose. And they've beaten the Panthers this year. It's not like they haven't. It's just that when they have those lapses, they, they let the goalie hang out to dry. And when that happens, they lose. And it's hard to come back in the playoffs. It's not easy. It's not like – that's why that first goal is very important to kind of take off that pressure. And I think Florida being the number one seed, they're going to be – they're going to have high expectations – and it's been a while since they've been a number one team going into the playoffs. So with that expectations and with the game kind of hanging in the kind of in the wind, I would say, because they are not, I don't think they're prepped to be a number one seed. I know that sounds really like bad, but I don't think they have that mentality to be a number one seed. And I think the Caps can kind of go in and win this series just by that alone, just by the sheer stress, because the Caps are just playing with house money at this point because they're they're a wild card team, and to lose to a wild card team, your brain as as anybody as a number one seed, you're like we have to beat them. So the pressure is all on y'all. So they can come and play. It, it can even be a sweep, all we know. But you know anything can happen. That's Hockey's a, a funny sport. It is <laughs> hockey's a funny sport, man. It the puck can bounce either or, and luck plays a lot into it. And my playoff beard is somewhat nice. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a, a tough series. Uh, Florida went, made, made a big move at the trading deadline, bringing in Claude Giroux, who is an excellent player, uh, definitely bolsters their already strong roster. It's going to be tough. Um, I, of course, want to believe in the Caps, and I, I think they'll win the series. But it, it's going to take a lot out of them. Um, so hopefully they can make it quick. Um, I don't see that, but it would be nice if they could, you know, get it done in five and then get some rest before the next series there. But that's going to be a tough one. Um, so maybe some magic can happen and they don't face off in the first round, but I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much yeah. locked in, um, unfortunately. 
Uh, and then uh, we've got one more thing to touch on before we wrap, this, wrap up the show. We really only got about a minute to go here. And I think this topic might deserve a little more time. So maybe if some more news comes out before our next show, we can give it more time in the next show. But um, go ahead and, and kick us off with that. Yeah, there's been rumblings and grumblings that the learners, the owners of the Washington Nationals are looking for a buyer. Yeah. And if they're saying it's not a distraction to the team, but how can it not be a distraction? And I feel that like with them stating it in, in, in the beginning of the season is a horrible thing to do. It, it, it's, it's a bad business decision. And I, I, I don't see them recover. I don't think the Nats, I mean, the Nats will do well, but it's still a distraction because you don't know who's going to buy it. It's still going to go on. And it's, it's, it's very unfortunate. Yeah, like I said, we could, we could probably give this more time, but I think yep. the reason, well, like you said, it, all the circumstances around it sucks. It's kind of a distraction. But I think the reason that they're looking to get out now is because uh, Soto's contract is coming up here. Uh, they probably want, don't want to dish out $500 million, so it's like, do we really want to do that, or should we go ahead and collect our, you know, go ahead and cash out now and go just spend our money and build some more buildings, and, you know, the learners are big in construction, so maybe just go ahead and, and and, and collect now, um, get what they're getting's good. Um, there's rumor that Leontis is interested in buying, and I'm all for that. This dude spends money, and uh, he knows how to build a winner. The Caps are evidence of that. The Wizards aren't, but the Caps are. So I, I'm all for him throwing his hat in the ring there. So it, it'd be interesting to see how this all plays out. But like you said, it, it is affecting the team. So I hope they get this, whether either do it or don't, but get something squared away. So it's no longer a distraction for the team who have who hasn't gotten off to as bad a start as everybody expected. They won the Braves series, so yeah. we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Long season, long season. Heck yeah! But excellent show, Harish. I think we did a great job this week. I think we both brought the energy. Any last words yep. for us this week? As always, brother. Nothing. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Like, subscribe, follow, support. Follow us. We'll support you. Uh, don't do that trick where you like us of subscribing then unsubscribe. I know what you're up to. I'm not going to do the same to you because karma's going to get you. But tugging hats, we're out for this week. Thanks, y'all, for staying with us. We are out. Peace.